Thank you for downloading this episode of the 155 Podcast, the public records interview series of all candidates in Hamilton's 2018 municipal election. For more election coverage, visit thepublicrecord.ca where you can sign up for our City Hall newsletter. Episode 6, Wayne Marston, candidate for Hamilton Wentworth District School Board Trustee in Ward 9 and 10. Wayne Marston, you're running for public school board trustee in wards 9 and 10. Welcome to the Public Records podcast interviews of all candidates. Who is Wayne Marston? Oh, that's an interesting question. I'm a person who has spent most of his life representing people in one form or another. In my past, I came out of the labor movement. I was president of my local union at Bell Canada. Then I was president of the Hamilton Labor Council, which kind of evolved into the NDP. And so I have always had an interest in education. I came from New Brunswick, and I didn't get the education I should have. And so I've been scrambling most of my life. I was lucky to get an apprenticeship, that kind of thing. So that took me to the stage where people invited me to run for the NDP against Sheila Copps in 93. 96, you'll recall, I came second to her in the GST election, and then in 97. Now, I clearly knew I didn't have much of a chance of beating her, but it was to get my name known, to get out there. And my goal had been actually Hamilton City Council. As you indicated, in 2000, I ran for trustee and I made it, and I made it a second time. And then Jack Layton gave me a call and said, Wayne, how about one more federal run? Well, I was there nine years, nine months. Unfortunately, Jack wasn't. Why are you running for public school board trustee? I've always looked at this school board as a very professionally run school board. I had five years there. I had the time there during the Mike Harris government. And you may recall that the board went into supervision during that time. The province mandated that we have a budget of $325 million. Our staff told us we needed $367 million in order to just keep the people employed we had. And our resources were very thin. The supervisor came in, he spent $387 million. So I was quite satisfied that when we stood up to the government of the day that it worked for our kids, we got $60 million more than they would have had. I've always been involved in a pushback, but I also have been known, and I believe I'm known fairly widely as a collaborative person. I believe in working together with the staff, with the supervisor, the other board members to move the mark forward. I don't go to battle unless there's a real important reason, and I don't see myself as star quality. I just want to be a nuts and bolts kind of a person to ensure that we keep moving forward. How have you contributed to your school community and education in Hamilton? I was thinking about that, and one of the very first things, I was elected in Ward 5 because I lived in Ward 5, and I believe you should live in the ward, and I moved to 10, and I'm, that's why I'm running part of the reason I'm running where I'm running now. And when I was first elected, we were going through a review of closures, you know, the worst of the worst situations. And one of my schools, Isaac Brock, was up for closure. And I went down to a meeting there and I looked at the facility, looked good. It didn't seem to be a good reason. Without going too far into the political side, I found out later that each trustee had been asked to put up one school for closure. Well, you don't do it that way. What you do is you have a staff recommendation that this facility doesn't meet the needs and the the demographics going forward don't fit that school. That wasn't the case. So I was able to work with the superintendent, Jowdry, and we got it removed from the list. So that was a very substantial thing at the time because, as it turned out, our particular award didn't have any closures at that time. 
So of significant value, I saw that. The other thing I've already mentioned, supervision. I was one of the people who stood up and said, we've got to push back to the provincial government. We can't let them run over us. And we were, we were being threatened. Like they said that they'd go into supervision, take away our homes, all kinds of things. And we sat as a board. We passed a motion to defy the government, went into supervision. But at the end of the day, it was the right thing. What are your priorities for improving public education in Hamilton? I don't have a huge number of priorities. I think we have to be careful when we're running for something. It's easy to put up all of these banners of all of the things that we're going to do. You have a system in place in Hamilton, a district school board here, that is running efficiently. The important part of it is that continues. You have had a political view of it. For an example that I just noticed recently is they passed a motion to ask the government to continue the sex education. It's been problematic for people. I understand that. But pushing it back 20 years is not going to fix the situation either. So I respect the fact that they were prepared to sit down as a group and come up with that kind of decision. Well, sticking to that, that collaborative effort that's obviously going on amongst board members is important. Working with your management team is important as well. Now, because of my labor background, I also have a working knowledge of the labor side. So in a sense, I was a bit of a translator last time between the management side and the labor side. So I, I see that as an opening again. What three skills have you demonstrated that make you the best choice to represent us on the school board? Well, I, I'll quibble with you a little, Joe. I've known you for a long time. I don't think it's a better, good, better, or best as, as to whoever. Each one of us brings to the tables a skill set. And again, I've alluded to it already. I work well with people. I'm used to being in structured situations where you've, I was on the United Way board for 20-some years, a member of parliament. I was on the finance committee working with conservatives, not against them. They were the government of the day. We disagreed on many things. But you have to find the commonality. You have to find where you're going to take things to improve them for the kids and for their families. That's what I would bring. Since 1997, many have reasonably argued that public school board trustees merely exist to provide someone for local parents to blame for provincial decisions. Do you agree with this statement? Why or why not? Well, first of all, I emphatically disagree with the statement. Yes, powers, the, the taxation powers have been changed. The bargaining powers have been changed. That means the role of the trustee is even more important than before. When you have a senior tier of government eroding the rights and responsibilities of boards, that is an assault on democracy that I'm very, very concerned about. So from the standpoint of the trustees as a whole, I've already looked at the trustees. There's several I know, Ray Mulholland, for instance. I'm sorry to hear Wes Hicks won't be there. We were together before, but I know some Todd and some of the other ones there. And you need people that will look fairly at whatever government measure is there, and if there's a problem with it, speak up. And I see that board doing that, and I'd be glad to be a part of it again. What two changes do you wish to achieve in your four-year term on the board? Well, Joey, again, I think I've alluded to this. I don't see myself coming in as a white knight that's going to suddenly knock down this wall or put up that barrier and move it here. I see myself as ensuring that the quality of services is maintained that's there. The quality of teaching level is maintained that's there. That's going to require people to remain committed as a group, trustees, management, and the teacher groups. So anything I can do to enhance that, enable that, that's what needs to be done. 
It's 2022. I'm writing an assessment of your performance in the past four years. What three words would you hope describe your term on the board? Well, the first word I always look for is fair, balanced, and honest. You have to be upfront with the people you represent and with the people you're working with at all times. You only lose your credibility once, and when you do, you lose your value to everybody. Politics is the art of allocating limited resources and compromising to find solutions. You've sort of already answered this question. (laughs) How will you respond to a professional staff recommendation to close a school in your ward to ensure a better quality of education citywide? You're not going to like my answer, Joe. I was taught the first thing when I went to Ottawa is don't answer what-if questions because they're impossible. From a standpoint of due diligence, you get a report put in front of you, you assess it. You're not doing this alone. You're not doing it in isolation. You're doing it with the rest of the board members. The last time I was in that situation, I was able to persuade the board members that Isaac Brock should not be closed. That was close to 20 years ago now, 18 years ago. At that time, it should not be closed and wasn't. But it's that collaborative spirit working together that you achieve that. The relationship between the public school board and Hamilton City Council has had its ups and downs. Mm -hmm. What will you do to ensure that that relationship is positive moving forward? Well, I'll approach it the same way I did last time. In Ward 5, Chad Collins was the representative there for the city. And he and I worked together on several projects. We'd have lunch once or twice a year. You know, you keep the doors of communication open. You're responsible for a a sector as that person is. You've got to ensure that your own sector is looked after first. And one of the things I think caused problems between the two groups was rumors. In the past, there was rumors here, rumors there. I learned very early on in my career in labor is to get to the root of a rumor immediately. Put everything on the table. Work with whoever the person is that the story has gone to that's incorrect. If you as a group do that, then the two groups together should be able to function. Well, that's the end of the prepared questions you received. Any closing remarks or statement that you wish to make? All I could say, Joe, is that uh, throughout this conversation that we've had, I've tried to highlight the fact that I see the Hamilton District School Board as a very professional organization. I'm not saying they're perfect. And those areas that there are problems that you could have either between the teachers groups and the management team or amongst some of the board members. Because remember, even though we're not proclaimed as NDP or liberal or conservative, everybody brings to the table their personal experience. And you have to find ways to work within that. And that's something that I actually look forward to. I find that side of politics interesting because you learn Even though I may not agree with that conservative, I still can learn from them, and they can learn from me. And that's what you have to do to move forward. Best of luck in the campaign. Thank you for joining us today. I want to thank the Hamilton Public Library, Red Hill Branch, for providing the sound studio that we use today, and for the supporters of the public record, members of the Press Club, who make this podcast and all the podcast interviews of candidates possible. Thank you. Thanks, Joe. This has been Episode 6 of the Public Records 155 Podcast, our interviews with candidates across Hamilton in our 2018 municipal election. The Public Record is Hamilton's local, independent, reader-funded news outlet. This podcast is made possible by members of the Public Records Press Club. Visit thepublicrecord.ca to learn more and listen to all episodes of the 155 Podcast. Sign up for our newsletter and stay informed. 
that the public record is a member of the National News Media Council, a voluntary self-regulatory organization that deals with journalistic practices and ethical behavior. To learn more about the Media Council, visit the Media Council at mediacouncil.ca. Thank you for listening. See you at the polls on October 22nd.